up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez, and today we're talking about how to track your numbers, episode 55. All right. So, so many of you, (laughs) it's amazing to me how many of you um, are not tracking your numbers. And I know because it's because you're creative or you're busy or for a for a lot of people, tracking numbers is one of the least favorite business activities that you can do as a business owner. And so it just constantly gets pushed to the end of the list. But I can tell you, there is no successful marketing plan without also tracking numbers. And in order to run a successful business, you need to know and understand your numbers. So today I'm going to give you a few steps Um, something I do with all of my clients to get you set up for basic number tracking. I'll let you know how often we do it, how to do it. Um, But to begin, I just want to talk about a couple thoughts we have or a couple reasons why we do track our numbers. So first of all, the numbers don't lie. Okay, you've probably heard that before. Maybe you're not sure what that means. Maybe you haven't cared about what that meant. But today, as a business owner, you need to care about the numbers in your business. And this, so from a marketing standpoint, this comes up in our, when we're experimenting with marketing tactics. So if you run a, if you create a podcast or you run a social media ad or just paying attention to your sales numbers and how much income you're bringing in and where that income is coming from, if you have multiple revenue streams. So you really get the full picture of your business by digging into the numbers. And if you can get in the habit of doing that on it, at least at minimum, a monthly basis, and then at the end of the year, you're going to have a much better understanding of your business. You'll be able to evaluate and see what's working or not. And then you'll be able to make educated business decisions. We do not want you running around aimlessly, just making decisions all willy-nilly in your business, okay? That works for a little bit. In the beginning, especially in the early phases, it's okay to wing it because you really don't have any other option at that point. I mean, you can make a plan, you can you know, run the numbers a million ways, but at some point, you just kind of got to get in there and get your hands dirty, and then you need to pull back and evaluate what's working. And in order to do that, you need to take a look at the numbers. And another question to ask yourself before we dive in today is who's in charge of tracking the numbers in your business? Now, as a business owner, I'm assuming as a solopreneur, most of you are that are listening, that you are. So for the purpose of this podcast, I'm assuming you're in charge of tracking your numbers. If you're not actually the one who does that, maybe one of the first things you did was hire an accountant, or maybe you have a friend or family friend, somebody that's helping you out to get those things set up. 
First of all, I always caution you about free work. So whoever's helping you, make sure you're paying them in some way, compensating them in some way for your time. I'm also going to caution you here about bartering services for something as important as the accounting and the financing in your business. So if you're bartering, you're trading services for someone to run your books, make sure that you trust that person. Make sure that your agreement is put into writing. Um, what happens a lot of time with bartered services is that that free work gets put to the end of the, the stack. And so if you want someone to consistently help you and pay attention, excuse me, <coughs> to help you and pay attention, then I suggest you hire someone and you pay them. Now, I had someone mention today when I was talking about this on Instagram that they, you know, that in their experience, sorry, I could not think of that word, in their opinion, in their experience, um, accountants are expensive to hire and to work with. Now, that may be true. Um, As always, I, you know, if you, if you can... Hire an accountant and pay full price. Absolutely do that. That's my rule of thumb for any business. If you if you are willing and able, not willing, if you're able to pay full price, then I suggest you pay full price, especially if you expect someone to pay you full price. Now, if you legitimately are in a position where cash flow is tight, I understand, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Kids are going back to school, e-learning, work schedules look different, you know, people are getting laid off and all that stuff is happening. So if cash flow is tight, then what I suggest you do is just pay an expert for an hour of their time. So there's a, there is such a huge difference in how you can work with accountants or other experts in their field, right? So like you could hire me for an hour. You don't have to hire me for a minimum of six months. That's up to you to decide. Now, are you going to see results after one hour of coaching? Yeah, you'll get some results, but will those results be sustainable without consistent one-on-one coaching help? Probably not, Depending, most likely, depending on your personality. So if you're in a position where cash flow is tight, I suggest you find a con- an accountant and you you know, find someone you trust and then ask them what the options are to working with them. Can you pay them for, you know, one to three hours of their time just to help you get set up in your business? Can you pay them for like an hour of accountant coaching just to help you make sure you're on the right track, on the right track? So my accountant is really great about this. She helps me primarily at the end of the year and at tax time. Um, But she's also available by email pretty much any other time I need her. And so, you know, you have to work out the situation with your accountant. Not everybody's going to operate that way. And I suggest finding someone who has an hourly rate that you can afford that can help you. And also caution you again against, you know, I do believe you get what you pay for. So ask the right questions. Um, you know, know what you need help with, get specific about it, understand what this person is an expert in, 
and then decide if you want to trust them. And you may, you may have to go through a few accountants before you get to one that you really like. And I had to do that too. So you decide, but for the purpose of the rest of this podcast, I'm going to assume that you are the one running your numbers on a month to month basis. So here we're getting up to exercise time now. So today I actually want you instead of just a notebook or a journal, however you take notes, we're not going to do any writing exercises today. Um, but I do, I do have a list of activities to do. So pause this episode now, grab your laptop, grab a giant sheet of paper. Um, if you, so the first thing we're going to do as part of this exercise is to set up a tracking tool. I recommend and prefer using Google Sheets in Google Drive. If you have a Gmail account, you can access that for free. What's nice about Google Sheets is that you can give access then to key people like your accountant, like me, your marketing coach. I share the tracking tool for all my clients with them. Um, you can also use Excel. I know a lot of you, if you have Word on your computer, or your laptop, um, you can use Excel. Also, what's nice about Google Sheets, though, is that there's an app, and so you can access your tool at any time. If you don't have a laptop or a computer's not the way to go for you, then pull out a big sheet of paper and create a, you know, a grid on there, or maybe do it on the whiteboard. You know, I'm a very visual person, so it does help me. That's why I like Google Calendar, too, because I can see how my day is mapped out, or I can see, you know, how my tracking is going. I color coat my, my tracking tool. Um, so get creative with it. Maybe have a little fun. This is, this could be where you flex some of those creative muscles by setting up your tracking tool. A big whiteboard would be great if you have a place where you can spread out and you can get 12 months worth of information written down, um, and not have to erase it anytime soon. All right. So set up your tracking tool, whether it's in Google Sheets, Excel, a big sheet of paper on the whiteboard. And then the first thing I want you to do is to label the left-hand column of that tracking tool with the months of the year. And we're going to do this for 2020 right now. Now, if you're my client and you start working with me and you've never tracked your numbers before, I'm going to make you pull a couple years of numbers so that we have a basis for so we can complete the picture kind of so really really develop the picture the full picture of the business so label the left hand column with the months of the year and then every three months at the end of every three months i want you to put in the quarters so there are four quarters in a year so that means after march you'll have a a row that's labeled quarter one And then after June, you'll have a row labeled quarter two and so forth and so on. And you'll do this until you get to December, at which point you would label it quarter four. And then after Q4, I want you to add in a row for that says year end. So what we're going to do then, so you'll go in monthly and you'll fill in the numbers for for the top row, which we're going to talk about next. And then at the end of each quarter, you're going to total it up. And then at the end of the year, you're going to total it up. And then once you start doing that for two to three years in a row, you're going to understand you have a much better picture of your business and you'll be able to see where you grew. Did you grow in the areas where you were focusing your time and energy? Or did you spontaneously grow in an area that was kind of like an offshoot? No, I didn't really plan for growth here, but that's what took off. Um, So just 
gets you in the habit of paying attention to things. All right. So we've got our tracking tool looking nice and pretty. We've got the left-hand column labeled with the months of the year, the quarters in your end. And then now we're going to label our top row. So this row is things you want to know about your business. Now be careful here because what you're paying attention to is what you're going to get. So make sure you put everything on here that you want to know about your business. I definitely recommend adding gross income, so the amount of money coming into your business every month. I definitely recommend adding a column that says owner pay at the top. So you're just going to go across in each box across that top row of your sheet and you're going to say, okay, gross income here. So then right below gross income, if you went down into the empty square to the left, it, it would say January. So then you would input the gross income for January. Next to gross income or just, you know, in that same line, in that same row, you could include owner pay. So are you paying yourself out of your business? If you're not yet, maybe this is a goal you're working towards. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was uh, my timer to wrap this up. So we'll be we'll be on our way. I am trying to keep these a little more bite size. Um, all right. So add owner pay. And then you can also add expenses. So for expenses, this will be anything, any money you spend to run your business every month. So if you pay rent for an office, if you have to buy materials, if you ship goods, if you pay out to artisans, you know, whatever that relationship is every month, if you have hired help, um, you've got hired professionals doing work for you and you pay them every month that would go in the expense category if you are meeting clients for coffee or for dinner um, that would also go in the expense category if you have monthly service fees for things like quickbooks canva adobe um, any software you use you know my podcast hosting site has a fee i think i pay that annually you know so just putting putting all of that down this is also your overhead expenses. You can get as specific as you want to. I lump them all together for the purpose of this tracking exercise. And then, you know, when I do my taxes at the end of the year, I keep track separately. I have a file in Google, like a folder in my email that's just labeled 2020 receipts. And anything I pay for, I try to get an email receipt on my business bank account and just file it away there. Um, also, if you're a service-based business, something you want to add into this row could be the number of consultations. So how many consultations did you have in January? From those consultations, then in the next column over, I would add the number of new clients. How many new clients? Comparing those two numbers will give you what's called a conversion rate, a sales conversion rate. So the number so if you had 10 consults and you booked five new clients, then you have a 50% conversion rate. You were able to convert five of the new consultations to new paying clients. Um, you could also put the number of social media followers. This is something we track. Um, so it could be the number of followers you have on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Now remember, Track what you want to pay attention to. So if you're not very active on LinkedIn or maybe even Facebook, which 
those are two that I'm not very active on right now, then I don't pay attention to those right now. If I were to ever run a campaign or to mobilize a little better on those two platforms, then I would start tracking those numbers, especially right away to give myself a benchmark. Um, And then a few other reminders. I set a reminder to do this at the end of each month. I talk to my clients about doing it. To be honest, there's a lot of times we get to the end of the quarter and we're like, oh shit, we haven't done monthly numbers yet. And so, you know, it takes a little bit extra time to go in and fill out the past three months versus one month. Um, But you decide. So definitely, definitely at the end of each quarter, you want to fill in your tracking sheet. And then at the end of the year or the beginning of the new year, you want to review your past year in numbers and then look at the goals you had set and see like where you hit the mark, where you didn't, why that occurred. And then, um, you know, kind of refresh, reflect, and then set goals for the new year. And then once you set them, you can kind of, you know, forget about them as long as you have a marketing plan that's working towards those goals. So you can just trust that those goals are going to get achieved if you're doing everything your plan says it will. And that's where the success really happens for my clients because it happens a little, little bit at a time, like each month, each four weeks, they complete that marketing action plan and that moves them forward another four weeks, moves them forward in their business in whatever direction they're choosing to go. So that's it. I know this is a meaty one. Um, I suggest doing this when you can set aside like an hour or two in your day and turn off the distractions. And you are going to want to have your accounts available so you can start pulling those numbers like your gross income, the number of followers, your consultations, and just really get in the habit of tracking your numbers and making this part of running your business. And And I would really, I really want to stress that as a creative, your number tracking and your accounting is just as important as the creative side of your business or whatever part of your business gives you passion and energy. I know it may not seem that way because it seems stressful and overwhelming. Maybe you're not the analytical type. Um, but you have to have both of the both of those things in order to run your business successfully. So they work together. It is part of running your business. You can't have one without the other. So that's it. Let me know if you need help setting up your tracking tool. If you'd like to see an example of how I set it up with my clients. Happy to share examples. Let me know how this is going. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute consultation on my website at marketinguninhibited.com or you can reach out on Instagram at marketinguninhibited and I will talk to you guys later. Have fun with this.